Now beginning transmission 112. Iceman, buying out. File under Pride 2, Electric Boogaloo. エピソードへようこそ。毎週漫画の読者のザッタラバンドはスラッシュアマチュアニュースを使用と漫画とピアオカクテルバーです。毎週漫画の読者のザッタラバンドはスラッシュアマチュアニュースを使用と漫画とピ
Uh, and of course, you can find me here and also curating our grinder scruff and types of the Z accounts. Good for you. <laughs> it took me a while to get to that drop, so I figured I'll just throw it in there. Uh, and hey, I'm Brian. I'm sound designer based in Southern California. I do a bunch of stuff that I can't talk about, but what I can talk about is I am sound designing four shows for the old lyric rep up in Logan, Utah. Uh, we are starting out with an adaptation of Sense of Sensibility, uh, followed by. Peter and the Starcatcher, which is essentially a prequel to uh, Peter Pan, written by Dave Barry. Um, and then it will be a musical of Great Gardens, and then it will be Macbeth. Um, also, for those of you who listen to English Class Hooligans, I am double dipping, and we are going to be doing Macbeth coming up on that show as well. So I only have to read it. Well, I've already had to read it a couple times to design the show, but at least I'm kind of killing two birds with one stone, which is also very nice. Why would you kill birds? So you're saying it's an adaptation of Sense and Sensibility. Yes. Why, why is it called the adaptation? Well, because it's not, we're not actually doing word for word the book, and it's uh, there are a couple different versions of it out there. The version that we're doing was written by the director, so I, I have a feeling he's produced it a few times. I have not heard anything back about that sound design, and I have a terrible feeling he's just going to be like, well, I have this CD, I just want to use that. And I'm like, whatever, I get paid the same. Because I'm halfway to that point in time being like, fuck it, you're paying me. If I don't do shit, I don't do shit. So, yeah. <laughs> just use the CD. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, believe me, it's happened before. But And I've had my design thrust upon other people before as well, so it, it happens. It's a pain in the ass, but it happens. I do remember just, yeah, since we're tangenting here, Yeah, Amy was working on a show when she was doing the lights, and she had one director. This was back in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, pick two or three uh, gels or color, yeah. and then she put herself down as the lighting designer for the show after doing that. Of course. Of course. So the director did. Yeah. yeah, she was not too copacetic with that one. I did a big project for a corporate client who did not. I wasn't the sound designer on it. I was a production mixer on it, mm-hmm. and uh, they put out like a, a program for it. Um, it wasn't a typical like playbill. It, there's reasons why, um, mm-hmm. and, but they didn't mention the sound designers who were these egotistical fucks from New York who were a pain in the ass, and uh, they lost their shit. It, 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 it warmed my heart just a little bit for them. <laughs> I've worked on this project and not gotten any recognition. It made me very, uh, very happy. Uh, so speaking of very happy this week, we are reading Iceman, as I mentioned before. Uh, this is the first trade of this new run. Is this run continuing, Maya? There are only two trades worth. It, the, it got, ca- <coughs> excuse me, got canceled around issue 10 or 12 or so. Oh, that's a bummer. Okay. But, I, so, I want to read more. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's one more trade. I know. Well, okay, but so as a brief preview as to what you're encountering, uh, we have, what is his name? I'm blanking. Bobby Peter Drake. Drake. Bobby Drake, thank you. We have Bobby Drake who's come back from the future. Mm-hmm. Right? No. And then there's a younger version of him as well. And uh, he is in the process of coming out to friends and family and also trying to be a teacher at Xavier's school for gifted youngsters and teaching mutants to control their powers. This book has a little bit of an overarching thing as far as him coming out to his family, but a lot of the individual issues are individual adventures. Does that seem fair to say? Yes. Yeah, there, there's okay. a story arc going through the whole thing, but it mainly is just his trying to be an X-Men and also yeah. meet guys. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, so his emotional home life seems to be the overarching story for this entire thing. Uh, his, you know, actual superhero duties sort of fluctuate from issue to issue. So they're somewhat segmented, but it still has a good overarching thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to start out with, uh, let us go with uh, some drinking games for this book. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver. For this week's drinking game, remember it's only a game, and if not one at that, 
so don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. So, Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game? Uh, so mine is called He's Got Dad Jokes. So every time he makes a really horrible pun or joke that's cringeworthy, take a drink. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Todd, what do you got? My parents just don't understand. Every time he's trying to talk to his parents and they're trying to deflect it, the situation or try to override what he's trying to say, take a drink. Uh, Mr. Mai, what is yours? Mine is similar to Todd's, but it, it hits a few more people like Kitty mm-hmm. Pride as well. It's called We're Not Mad, Just Disappointed. <laughs> Basically, anytime someone is upset, upset with Bobby because he didn't talk to them or he shared too much information with them. TMI, TMI. Or what those people would consider too much information. I also like how the that parents was- were like, I know you're doing this X-Men thing, but why don't you get like a respectable job? Yeah. Like a plumber. Well, back, you know, way back when, he was like, he went to school to like be an accountant or he's something a C- like He's that. a CPA. Yeah. He's a CPA. No, wait. <laughs> no, he really, he really is. <laughs> Oh my god, I so want that hidden somewhere, like in like a like a Netflix Marvel TV show. Just like they walk past the building and it just says Bobby Drake CPA would make me so fucking happy. That's awesome. That is cool. Uh so with him coming back from the future, is this young man Iceman? This is this is Iceman that's been there all along. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But young Iceman is now in the present is also he's already out and everything and dating people, so Okay. And it was him coming out, like he came out as gay and then everyone kinda did the slow head turn towards Real Bobby, and he's like, yeah? <laughs> uh, speaking of which, my drinking game rule is called Hello World, which is every time uh, Bobby tells someone that he's gay, take a drink. <laughs> it's also a uh, programming joke, so I, I threw that in there for my own personal amusement. You're welcome. For those of you who have written code, you'll appreciate that. You nerd. Yeah, but I get paid to be a nerd, so you know that's how it goes. Cool. Well, so then let us jump into our votes as to whether or not we feel like it is worth you, our dear listeners, hard-earned time, money, effort to hunt down this book and give it a read. Book for Pedro. So I've been asked by the judge to be the foreman. Book for Pedro. And I want y'all to know that we's gonna run a fair jury and a clean jury. It's time for a vote. Because we love you. And we don't want to waste your money. We will now vote on whether this week's book is fit for human consumption by you. Our dear listener. Along with each vote. Our panel will also provide one piece of evidence to support their vote. Vote for Pedro. Do you expect me to talk? Vote for Pedro. Now who is the bond? I expect you to die. There is nothing you can talk to me about that I don't already know. Uh, we'll start out with Mr. Todd. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Go ahead. Mr. Maya? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, I will also go with the... Yeah, it's fun. Um, and... I'm not typically a uh, X-Men fan, and I actually still enjoyed this book, so I give that I, I call that high praise. And Mr. Adam. Oh, definitely, yeah. It was a lot of fun. This is one I read uh, single issues for actually the first six issues or so, and it was fun. Well, to- you're the reason why it got canceled. <laughs> yeah, then. it was. Uh, but it, it was fun to go back and, and revisit it. So Rocketing right along. Outside of uh, the brief explanation I gave earlier, do we have any warnings we need to give people before uh, we move on uh, to our, uh, our break and all that stuff? You know, I guess what I will say, if you're like a plain nerd and the Blackbird is your like go-to thing, don't read X-Men books because they always break the plane. <laughs> they always seem to break the plane. This is true, yes. Plane dads always happen to that damn plane. That damn plane, it's like daddy's sports car. They either get permission and break it or they steal it and break it, but they're always breaking the damn plane. So for all you plane f- aficionados... You've been warned. Plane, okay. As an aircraft. Yes. I was trying to figure out. I thought you were talking about. Like, Breaking the fourth like, wall. 
Yeah, I was like, well, the fourth wall or the time-space continuum. I'm like, wait, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> okay. Yes. If you are an aeronautics aficionado, you will be brokenhearted, is what you're saying. Yes. That makes sense now. Holy crap. I'm, I don't know if I'm just tired or what, but I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> or I'm just being weird. That's normal, though. Okay. So then I guess what we will do is we will take our normal little break. Um, this is your chance, if you haven't read it already, to go and read the book. We'll play a little ditty. You can pause. And then when you are done reading, go ahead and press play again, and we will start spoiling the shit out of it. If you don't care about spoilers, just go ahead and keep listening. Um, or if you have no intention of reading it but would like to know what's in the book or just want to hear us uh, amuse ourselves and... Uh, you know make up our own bad dad jokes because they're coming go ahead and stay tuned and uh we will see you on the flip side flippy 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 if you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now press pause go ahead we'll wait so five of the six movie original avengers all got matching bff tattoos yep I saw those tattoos. I like them, actually. I kind so of... who, who pansied out? Uh, Ruffalo. Ruffalo pansied out? He did. Come on, Ruffalo. But was he an original Avenger? Yeah. I guess he was in the original the Avengers. Hulk. Yeah, he was. He was the Hulk in the original Avengers, yeah. But was he there? Maybe he just wasn't invited to the party. Maybe. I mean, I've seen photos. I don't remember him being there. I would have pinned Mark him Ruffalo, down. he was there. Yeah. Was he there? So he was there and he just pansied out. Yeah. Well, it said, uh, it says here the six people got that tattoo. The sixth was the tattoo artist. And the one who opted out was Mark Ruffalo. It was Scarlett Johansson's idea. And she and Chris Evans did it in New York. Then their New York guy, Josh Lord, who's amazing, flew out to LA. He did Robert Downey Jr., Jeremy Renner. And then we just bullied Chris Hemsworth into doing it and he got it. Um, <laughs> but Ruffalo was not. Uh, so it wasn't uh, no, all like they're all set it apart and they invited over tattoo no. artists and they did it. It was like. No, two, two, two of them got it. And then they flew the tattoo artist to LA to get the other three. No, yeah, that's all right. It is a cool, it's a cool tattoo design, though, actually. I really like it. I would be tempted to get that same tattoo design, but now it would feel like really derivative. You know what I mean? Sure. Be that guy, Brian. No, not on that one, I don't think. You need to get a Zoom tattoo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> A Zune tattoo? Yeah. So, no, See, I, that, that joke no, was funny, but I'm not talking about yeah. what you said. I'm, the Zune is a joke. <laughs> I love my Zune. Uh, do you have a Zune still? No. Okay. No. But, okay, knowing that you have no tattoos, I'm not sure about Maya, but I know that Todd doesn't have any I tattoos. Do I am inkless. Would you get a Funny Books and Firewire tattoo if me and Adam got a Funny Books and Firewire <laughs> tattoo? Maybe. Maybe. Well, what would it be? Because like, like, I wouldn't want like Funny Books and Firewire, like a whole thing. like that, That's. No, I was thinking about like if you did like two Fs and a circle, kind of like the Fantastic Four logo, something similar to that. You know what I mean? Like That would be kind of cool. As long as it looked nothing like that abomination know. of that movie that came out. No, I no, would, no, no, like, not the actual not the actual Fantastic Four <laughs> logo. Oh my god, we are nerds. Yes. No, I'm just curious because I was like, sure. I know Adam probably would do it if it was the right design. I would probably do it if it was oh, the yeah, right design. I was curious if, if Mr. Maya and Mr. Todd would oh, join I in on the phone. So of course I do. That. I don't know. Maybe. 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 Okay. I wonder if we can boil them into it. Anyway. Can't I don't know. You don't me into anything I don't want to do. There you go. There. Even when I'm drunk, sometimes I'm really mean, or sometimes I'm more late. You're really mean when you're drunk. At you're least just you used mean to be. all the time. No, I. I <laughs> me no. or Todd? I, I think you guys have not seen it. I like my full asshole mode comes out. Oh yeah, he he can go full asshole. Pretty. <laughs> Adam loves full asshole. <laughs> 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 never go full retard. It's funny though, because like. 
people at work will every once in a while try to quote that, but they don't want to actually quote it officially. You know what I mean? So it's always like, you never go full whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To throw it in, but they won't actually use the word, which I'm understanding of and okay with, but it's just kind of funny that like, so those quotes that everyone knows, but no one really wants to say. Sure. Probably like much of the uh, lines from uh, Samuel L. Jackson as well. Get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane. Motherfucking plane. Yeah, that's one of the few you can say. Yeah, that one works. Uh, didn't they? What did they censor that as? It was like monkey loving snakes off this monkey loving plane or something like that? Something like that. I've yeah. never seen that on like TV. You know, I even love his bit I, part on the movie True Romance. Who does he play? In? Is that, of, which one is he in that? He, one? He's in it of all of like 35 seconds. Okay, because he is in like almost every Tarantino movie. Right, well, this right? was written by Tarantino, but. Tony's it was, yeah, but he directed it. No, I still like when I go through like every once in a while marathon Tarantino's movies. I still watch that as part of it because I actually really like the movie. I really did too. I think it's great. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, cool. So anyway, well, we'll move on to Iceman. Uh, anybody want to give the summary, or do you want me to try to do it? Uh, the first issue kind of starts out with it's uh, Iceman trying to create a dating profile. You know, to to get out there and start meeting some guys. Gets a call that his dad's in the hospital, had a possible heart attack. Now he gets there, is taking care of them, and his parents are giving him shit for being a mutant. And then is it the purifiers? Is that what the name of the people are? Yeah, yeah. The purifiers. Yeah, there's this yeah. there's this girl who's like a mutant running away from him. he this guy's there trying to kill her. So Iceman stops him, saves the girl. They find out that her uh, mutant power she, she can like spit and turns like an like hard like spice and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, goes back talks to his dad. His parents are like, oh, you should just leave. And then that's pretty much issue one. Uh, the second one is he's heading out with Katie Pride because they need to go uh, find this mutant in West Covino. So I, I'm believing they're talking about California. Yeah, I think uh, they are too, which I think is really funny. Yeah. That's also the location for one of my favorite TV shows, which is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and they do musical numbers about West Covino. Which I need to watch more of. Like, what I've seen, I really like. I just haven't watched yeah, a lot of it. I think all three seasons are on Netflix. I think it's totally worth checking out. Uh, anyway, so there's some tension between Kitty and Iceman because they were dating and she had to find out secondhand that he was gay. <laughs> anyway, all of a sudden, like, the instruments on the Blackbird go crazy. Starts to crash. They go to this warehouse and find out that the kid there can like control electronics. And there's a whole mob trying to beat him up. At the same time, they find out he can also control mutant abilities. So he turns... Iceman and Cape Ride's powers on like full max, so they don't want to use their powers in case they hurt anyone. Uh, they rescue the kid, they get him back to the mansion, and kind of start training him. Uh, the next one, uh, Iceman goes to visit his parents to have dinner with them. It doesn't really go well, they argue a bunch, uh, and then while he's doing uh, the dishes, the purifiers come back, the leader of it, his son was the one who fought Iceman in the hospital, and there's a huge battle. Uh, his dad takes a heart attack again to attack the guy, Iceman goes crazy and just starts like, because he is like, you know, an Omega level mutant, starts, you know, fighting the guys, get him off. He fucks some shit up. Oh, he fucks it up like crazy. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Ends with other X Men coming over to help uh, fix his parents' house. And again, still doesn't leave on a good note because they're still angry. And and, and he still hasn't been able to come out of the closet to them yet either. He wants to, but he hasn't found a way to do it. Uh, So he, the issue uh, four starts with him writing a letter trying to come out to his parents. They find out that the new, the mutant they rescued from. Uh, the warehouse is being recruited by is it is it Dakin? Yeah, is that how you say his name? Dakin. Yeah. Yeah. So Dakin recu- recruits him, and I think that's okay. I gotta say, weird thing though is he has this weird mohawk, but then he also has like these weird two strands of hair that like do like this Farrah Fawcett thing on the side of his head. It really annoys. He's kind of going for the Sephiroth look. It looks yeah, weird. Like it looks really weird. Anyway, so Iceman goes to get him back, uh, and the kid's like, "No, you you, you haven't really t- taught me anything." And so I, I he turns Iceman's powers off. Dakin comes back. It's all pissed. They fight. The kid gets away in a helicopter, and I would have gotten away with it too. Yeah, 
Nightman <laughs> pins Dakin to a wall. They flirt for a bit because Dakin's lying. And at the very, very end, he finally realizes that <clears throat> the whole reason why he wasn't able to help his kid was because he could explain how to use your powers, not really the why. So he gets back mm-hmm. to the expansion, and his parents are there, and he just comes out and is like, hey, guess what? I'm gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, last issue starts with Juggernaut looking for the mutants who, like, he's pissed at. His uh, Ison's parents are all angry at him because he came out, and they're trying to be like, well, you're embarrassing us. Like, how do you know you're gay? He's like, you've been with women before. He's like, of course I have, blah, blah, blah. Have you tried just not, not being, being a mutant? Yeah. <laughs> Very reminiscent of the scene from X2. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Juggernaut shows up at the expansion. Iceman goes out to fight him, fucks shit up. And then uh, basically what happened was during all this stuff is that Kitty went to his parents was like, hey, you know, you have your reaction to how he's how what he said, but not how he feels, gives them the letter that basically he wrote to come out to them. And then the very last uh, scene of the graphic novel is he comes back, his dad got the letter and just ends with him saying, his dad says, I love you. Nothing changes that. And that's the end of the book. Yeah, his yeah. mom does not deal with things nearly as well as his dad seems to. Because well, his dad's like, you know, you didn't say you didn't say anything. You held things in. He's like, that's what I do, so I know where you're coming from with that. Uh-huh. So. Well, I guess I mean the biggest thing to discuss here is is this ongoing conversation that he's having with his parents, you know, of him trying to come out of the closet to them and then not being able to, and him being able to come out to his friends and some of their reactions. I liked some of the uh, his friends' reactions. There were some that were like. Like, like Spider Man was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then, like, my favorite was like, new phone, who this? Uh, that was her boom boom. Boom boom. Yeah, boom boom. She's from X Force. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Spidey's answer was, huh, you'd think your ses- uh, fashion sense would tingle harder. Human Torch is awesome. Oh, yeah. Flame on, literally. The flame on. <laughs> I like that one as well. Uh, so, I mean, those are kind of fun, but, like, yeah, he has this. His parents are kind of a pain in the ass in this entire book. Have they always been kind of like that in this in these series? Yeah, I mean, they're not really. Uh, I mean, before the whole him coming out, yeah, they never really cared for him as a mutant. Yeah. They're like, it, it really is a lot like that scene in X2 with the, you know, like the. Have you tried just not being a mutant? Mm-hmm. They were kind of the biggest pain in the ass in this in this thing. Um, the um, Kitty Pride interaction. Okay. I rather enjoyed watching that because what you got here is she's irritated at him. It's like we were dating, and I, I think she's got mixed feelings. Like I didn't notice this, and yet you feel you, we broke up, but you couldn't talk to me about it. I'm still your friend, yeah. even though we're exes. And why did you feel like you couldn't do this with me? You kind of suck, Bobby. Well, I also got got the impression that she felt a little relieved finding out that he was gay because I think she felt like she had fucked something up. And then finding out Mm -hmm. it wasn't about her, I think, was a slight bit of a relief. You know what I mean? It's kind of the other vibe I got off of her. That, like, she was actually kind of yeah. happy, no, absolutely. Kind of happy to find out that it wasn't her fault. It was like, like one of those, oh, thank God you're gay. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, <laughs> it, it wasn't my fault. Okay, I got it. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't anything I did. It was just who you are. And like, yeah, I think, I mean, even before I came out, I, I dated so few women that it was like, I think there was like two. And one of them actually ended up being by and started being a pastor of a gay church. So uh-huh. she was totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one kind of pulled the whole like, oh, I thought I did something wrong kind of thing. But it just kind of like, well, no, you just, even though we were quote unquote dating, she was more just kind of a good friend. I mean, nothing ever like physical happened or anything like that. I mean, my wings at me. <laughs> uh, he's been uh, caressing my feet for the past 10 minutes. I'd rather enjoy it. I know, but you keep moving. You don't just let me do it. I know. I'm I mean, you've got something on a gay, you've got on a gay podcast now, so you're kind of like halfway there. I'm halfway there. Oh, he's halfway there. <laughs> uh, I did get approval, though. That made me happy. You did, yes. You got a lot of. Good rule for that. Give your honorary pink card. For who? Rainbow and a bear. (laughs) 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 No, so so uh, 
Chris texted me after all this was done, and uh, we I screen captain and sent over to Todd. He's like, yeah, I was, I was a little worried about having a hetero on our show just because I didn't know how he'd react, but he did a, you know, he's really good. You got a lot of good points up, and he's like, you tell her she did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you if you know anyone's met Chris, he he always made a joke about like, he's like, do you have a gay voice or a straight voice? I'm like, honey, that's all you have is a gay voice. <laughs> like sequins and glitter come out of your mouth when you when you speak. And it's all white for some reason. Um, the thing I, I thought, the, the evil thing in my head was thinking that girl who can spit. I'm just thinking like after she's been like uh, with her boyfriend, I'm sure it looks like a porcupine on her floor. Oh God. <laughs> oh, so what I was going to say, um, mm-hmm. with his parents kind of be upset that like they were like, oh, you told everyone else but us. And I think for, I know in my experience, at least the last people I told, well, aside from work, were my parents. Because I think yeah. you're, especially if you're still living, especially if you're still living at home, uh, and you know the fear of, of rejection. What you know the people who, in most cases, do generally need mean the most to you in your life. How they're going to react? And you know, unfortunately, up here in Utah, we do have a pretty large homeless problem. And I think it's like something like three fourths of the homeless youth are LGBT youth who were mm-hmm. kicked out of their house because mm-hmm. they were gay, trans, or, or lesbian or bi. So I think sometimes it's yeah, as upset as obviously his parents were about the whole situation, but also they found out last that's that, that's common. I mean, yeah. that's that's what's going to happen. And so if you listen to this and you happen to have kids, uh, if one of them does come out, I, I, mean, I can't tell you how to act, but I know that with my situation, it didn't go well. And it took, I'd say, about six years to heal the rift that occurred because of that. You know, and it was because my parents were being stubborn. I was being stubborn. But you do have a really good chance when something like this happens to make a positive impact on your kid's life and just let them know that, you know, you're always going to be there for them. You're always going to love them. Even if you don't, don't agree with them, because I'm sure the things that your kids you do that your kids don't agree with you, and obviously when they're young that doesn't really matter because you're the adult and they're the kid. But as you grow up and that relationship changes to where you're still a mentor and you're still a parent, but you also develop more of an actual friendship with them, um, you want to keep that going. So don't make a mistake. A lot of people do and overreact or freak out because at the end of the day they're still your kid, and that's not going to change no matter what gender person they like. True. Um, actually, one. <laughs> thing I think is interesting, uh, well, one question I have, just changing the subject All right. ever so slightly, uh, is, so these snow golem guys that he can create, how much control does he have over them, or how autonomous are they? Regular Iceman right now doesn't. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but he had talked about a future version of himself, it was from a story called Battle of the Atom, I think, uh-huh. who could basically bring them to life. Like they kind of move in this thing. It's not like I mean, at first I thought he was just building decoys, and like then that would just sort of throw them off. But like they actually kind of move and march forward, and they they do stuff. So I was kind of curious as to how much like autonomy they really had. You know what I mean? Because it feels like and that's kind of a a cool power to be able to like sort of make abominable snowman. You know what I mean? To attack people and things like that, which is kind of kind of awesome. I mean, or even then, if like get them to like do your laundry and your homework for you and shit like that, like that'd be awesome. Well, cool. Uh, well, speaking of those slushy men, I have a cocktail that ties in with that, and I'm very excited about this. I wish I could drink it right now, but I'm on a fucking diet, and I can't. But my cocktail is called is a strawberry vodka slushy, and it sounds delicious. Um, it is two ounces of vodka, two ounces of freshly squeezed lemon juice, uh, one and three-fourths ounce of simple syrup, four fresh strawberries, holes removed, and plus some extra for a garnish later, and two cups of ice cubes. Um, in your blender, you combine the vodka, the lemon juice, the simple syrup, the strawberries, and the ice cubes, and you blend on high for 15 to 20 seconds, and you pour into a glass, and you garnish with strawberries, so you have a frozen strawberry vodka slushy, which I think sounds very tasty. So that was part of the reason why I brought up those 
guys, A, because I'm curious about them, and B, that's what I based my cocktail off of. Off of. There was um, an interesting moment where Bobby was sharing that part of his powers is he can turn himself into vapor, but the um, what he's scared about it is he doesn't know if he'll keep his wherewithal if he becomes vapor. Mm-hmm. So if he so does, it, it seems like an easy thing he can do, and it uh, it's almost he's to quietly talking about doing a kind of suicide type of a deal. I didn't, no. I didn't pick up on it being that way, but I, okay, I, I thought it was just more <clears throat> him afraid of like what his powers actually were and him not being have fully explored it. But okay, I can see what you're talking about. I just I didn't catch. But it that yeah, way. it's like you know, if I become the vapor, am I still enough me to come back? Sometimes it sounds like that'd be easy to do. Oh, I got you. Okay, I missed that little last part so, of it. But okay, that makes sense. So when I was reading that, it was one of those. It's like you know what I'm doing. Things really hard, and it, that could be a way to end it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which would let me to that was an important point for me was as I mentioned earlier that you know youth have a, a much higher percentage of being of homeless. The suicide rates for LGBT people are also higher across the board. And I know there's been a lot of talk from people who are really religious or on the really really conservative far right wing spectrum saying like, oh well, now that same sex marriage is legal and there's these protections in place. Uh, if it wasn't like a problem with it being a sin or mental illness, then we wouldn't be seeing these higher suicide rates. Uh, to which I say, that's nice you say that, but you know, from my own personal experience, he's growing up in a really religious household and going to church every Sunday and hearing that God hates you, uh, and then seeing just the amount of vitriol and hatred, especially with social media being as prevalent as it is, and these assholes out there on Twitter saying horrible things. So we have a president rolling back protections put in place for LGBT people across the board, like medically and in the military. Yes, so yeah, legally you can still go marry your boyfriend or girlfriend, but when you're just beset on all sides by this hatred and discrimination, of course it's going to fuck up your mind. And yeah. you're going to see higher rates of suicide, depression, and uh, substance abuse because just because some the, the letter of the law says, okay, you, you have these protections in place, you have these rights, doesn't mean you're still not being assailed from all sides by just a bunch of fucking twats who hate you because of what they think their idea of God does or does not say about you. Well, I mean, it's like when they legalized interracial marriage, it didn't mean the racism suddenly went away. Oh, you no. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we had a black president, so racism is gone. That's what the Supreme Court said. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's like just, yeah. Well, and it's also just because weed's legal in California doesn't mean everyone's getting stoned all the time. And it also doesn't mean that it's loud of where I work. You know what I mean? Like, still can't show up to work stoned. Uh, you know, so that's how it goes. Wait, you mean that cloud of, of fog and haze over LA isn't uh, weed smoke? Uh, it is not, in fact. It, <laughs> as much as I'm sure people would like it to be, it is not. So, in weed related news, <laughs> there were two companies, one buying out the other in an all stock transaction valued at $3.2 billion, capable of doing 275,000 kilograms a year of weed production. Wow. Oh, damn. Yeah. So, and that's just a business within the states. Yeah, I mean, that's so, part of my thing has always been like... But yeah, it's growing. Well, but like, I'm like, people are going to smoke pot, make they it legal, and tax the shit out of it, and then use that money for schools and all that kind of stuff. Well, you that's, know what what they, that's what they've done in, in Colorado. I mean, they've, yeah. they've mm-hmm. made so much money off that, and they've made millions upon millions of tax dollars, and I think it was... When Nevada legalized it, within the first weekend, they made $3 million in tax money. Well, they, didn't have, they didn't have a weed for the first weekend. No, they had to declare a state of emergency because the state sold yeah. out in four days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, since the dawn of time, mankind and people have been trying to find ways to get fucked up because, guess what, life sucks sometimes. It's, I mean, you can have something that will help make it better for a temporary amount of time. Yeah. It's never going to happen. If we learn anything from the 80s, the whole just say no to drugs and the whole war on drugs, mm-hmm. it's been about effective as the war on terror. You're never going to get rid of it. I mean, the other thing is, if you look at it, like, it's a horrible thing, but, like, you look at how many drug 
ads you have for, for constipation for people who are on obituates and whatever. You know what I mean? Like there are bigger drug problems in our country than weed, to be honest with you. But the other ones are legal and have big businesses behind them, so they are advertised. So that's that's way more political than I'm normally going to get. Yeah. So, well, uh, honestly, I don't I don't smoke weed because it makes me sick. So I just. Uh, so I, I, I abstain from it, but honestly, like I know dozens upon dozens of people who use it every single day. They use it safely. It's effective for what they need it for, and it's it's a lot safer for them than like going out and getting drunk and crashing your car into someone or getting sure. drunk and beating your wife. Oh, for sure. Did you know yeah. it, it's good for Mormons in Nevada, but it's bad for Mormons in Utah? <laughs> that unless, is the official stance of the church. Unless they're dying, but not in Utah. <laughs> no, in Utah. Wait, 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 wait. Well, hold dying's on. Okay. Yeah. No. The, the law they passed in Utah is that if you have six months or less to live. Doctors can legally prescribe you cannabis. But the church has put out an amicus brief against it for the state of Utah, and they're continuing to fight it in the state of Utah. But in the state of Nevada, Nevada, you're they're okay to go. with it. Yep. Like, what is their stance totally on weed for the state of Nevada? And I'm assuming California as well. Like, if it's legal, then whatever, have at you. I, I think so. It's about control. So they're against alcohol and hot beverages, but they're okay with weed? Isn't that just the more you try to make sense out of it, the less sense it makes? I wonder what, how Mormons feel about soup. <laughs> it can't be hot. <clears throat> so the gazpacho is great. They love their gazpacho. Yes. If they can say it. And loaded with sugar. Yeah, because Mountain Dew is totally fine. That's right. And so are like Rebels. Yes. But if the Rebel is left in your car and gets warm on a summer day, then it's a hot drink. Okay. What about a warm Dr. Pepper? You're getting into hazy territory here. They also like uh, the whole team. Go ask your bishop. I keep getting emails from. Uh, uh, the local church group because my dad outed me as to where I live so I keep getting emails from them like yeah my favorite is, yeah like my favorite is they text me and I go oh I moved that's all I say I was like I moved I don't live there anymore so leave me alone no amazing if they come to me I'm just like I fuck dudes and lots of them so no anyway so so yeah. Iceman um, so <laughs> yeah hey, I have a drink for this one actually oh you do awesome maybe this will be a nice segue into all the shit that I cut out. Yeah, so uh, my drink is called the Iceman Cometh. But you spelled it wrong. You spelled it with an O. I can fix that if you want. Uh, anyway, so it's uh, one and a half ounces of Virgin Island rum, one and a half ounces of fresh pineapple juice, a half an ounce of fresh orange juice, and three quarter ounce of cream of coconut. Uh, so the important thing is you add all this to a cocktail shaker with no ice. Uh, shake the shit out of it, pour it into a center, you fill with crushed ice, and then you garnish with freshly grated nutmeg. I have such a dirty mind right now, I was thinking, how do you make a coconut cream? <laughs> <laughs> let, well, it, let it handle me for a day. When a coconut and a day. <laughs> when a coconut sees a really attractive other coconut. Or yeah. two daddy coconuts. And when two daddy coconuts love each other very much and are greased up like pigs. <laughs> yeah. I love the Patton Oswalt uh, thing about uh, the woman who gave birth at 70. And he's having the, the daddy explain to the kid how children are born. He's like, well, the dad takes an eyedropper full of beta blocker. And, you know, he lies on his beloved, like a pile of laundry on top of another pile of laundry. And then in nine months, in defiance of God's will, a baby born, is born. And I will visualize it for you by shoving this uncooked Cornish game hen through these gray drapes. <laughs> Jesus. That's a great routine, actually. <laughs> it's on. Which one is that? I think it's on uh, Werewolves and Lollipops. Is the album that's on? I highly recommend it. So, what a horrible thing did Adam just send me? <laughs> Let me see. I'm. I, I, I have an HQ going, and I'm actually doing really good. <laughs> Go HQ. I usually make it to like five or six, and then I always fall seven out is there. my highest. I got to nine one time. My yeah. first time, I could never get back again. 
Yeah. Seven is my highest, but I... Let's see, what is this one we're about to go into? Quit talking, lady. I hate the lady. I hate the guy. You hate the guy? I hate the guy. It pisses me off. What was the weird political thing, though, that they had with HQ was, like, giving money to some people that were evil, and so, like, you weren't supposed to play that game anymore? Is that, like, a California thing that they get picked out about shit about like that. that? Like, one of the companies that backed it, I guess, also supported... But then I tried one of the HQ knockoffs and it's terrible and I was just like, eh, whatever. So, okay. in searching my drink and whatnot, and speaking of political, I found out uh, there's a whole movement with Savage for uh, on the LGBTQ to avoid gay, uh, Russian vodka because of Vladimir Putin's and mm-hmm. Russia's stance on... Uh, the <clears throat> I thought he was actually used to be stolen and switched over because of that. Right. So, how much of an effect? I don't know, but... There is a uh, boycott of Russian vodka. <clears throat> well, I know the moment they did that, too, Stoli went out and did a whole thing promoting that they did, like, special edition of their vodka for, like, LGBT rights, and I, I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Huh. I hope they did. No, cool. So, speaking of... I'll be honest with you. Of all my friends who are gay, a lot of them drink a fuck ton of vodka, so that is not a market R- you Russian want to look past. Vodka. I'm just going to... Russian vodka. Well, but I'm, I'm just that's saying, right. vodka in general amongst my gay friends is a very... Like, that is a buying populace that you do not want to piss sure. off. I'm just saying. Todd, what's your cocktail? Uh, mine's calling the, uh, the pink Iceman slush. Okay, you do a slush, too. It's a slush, yeah. We did not hear your drink, so we'll see how much oh, I do. Oh, mine was a strawberry vodka slushy. Oh, mine's a little bit different. So you need to get a gallon thing of ice cream, gallon container, eat all of the ice cream, and just keep the container for this drink. Okay. So you'll feel ashamed before you even begin. So that's a great way to start. Is it, can you give me sugar-free ice cream for me? Sure. Okay. Yeah. A gallon size one or a half gallon? Gallon. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it said there's shame involved. Shame. All right, so this drink only has three ingredients. So what you're going to need is a uh, one 12-ounce can of frozen pink lemonade concentrate thawed out, 16 ounces or two cups of vodka, and a one two-liter bottle of your favorite lemon-lime soda. So you could do a squirt or Sprite or even 7-Up. So you pour it all together, you mix it up, then you throw that shit back into the freezer again for like eight hours. So it slushes up. After that, you pull it out of the freezer, you take an ice cream scoop, or you just scrape the slush into your cup, and then you add some more club soda or Sprite to it, and you've got this uh, delightfully slushy, bubbly vodka, bubbly pink lemonade. Vodka. really good. Nice. So, pink vodka. Uh, well, Mr. Maya, yours is the only cocktail we haven't heard yeah. just yet. Do you want to so so, so mine is very... Uh, complicated. Complicated. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you're going to have to send me a text to oh, Jimmy. Oh, I will. I always do. Okay. It's called the Iceman Rainbow Frozen Surprise. Okay. The ingredients are multicolored popsicles, probably like Otter Pops. Any of your own personal favorite multicolored candy. Like Jolly Ranchers. And or Starburst. Or Sprinkles, yeah. Sprinkles. Uh, corn syrup. Oh, God. Water or Sprite. And your choice of alcohol. This recommends rum or vodka. I would go with vodka. Light or sounds dark. Like. It doesn't say. It oh, a dark says, rum could actually be okay, right? A dark says, rum could work. So yeah. so here are the steps. You pour a little corn syrup and candy sprinkles into two separate dishes. Dip the rim of the glass into the corn syrup and then into the sprinkles. Line a dish with parchment paper and place the glass upside down on the dish and let it sit in the freezer until the sprinkles and corn syrup are hardened. Then it's time to, uh, then you take it out. So wait, 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 hold on. You're ribbing the glass and then making it hard. I'm just putting yeah. that out there. Yep. This is, yeah. yeah. Yep. Most time you rim the glass after it's hardened. No, rim the ass. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about this morning, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then what you do is, uh, for each rainbow layer you want, use one colored popsicle and one ounce of liquid 
You can decide on the ratio of alcohol to the water or Sprite mix. Mix in a blender to create a slushy texture, then pour your first layer into a glass. Then you keep making layers, as many layers as you want. And once you have stacked each layer of colored slushy in your glass, crown it all with your favorite candies. It does look pretty, the picture's really cool, so. The picture looks awesome. You know, it kind of reminds me of, um, we'd go up to family. Also the diabetes surprise. Diabetes surprise. Yeah, for sure. Is they had a rainbow jello dessert thing, and it was seven layers of different colored jellos. The amount of prep time this shit has to take is amazing because it would be like just a quarter inch thick of red, then a thing of like cream cheese, then a quarter inch thick of blue, and then yellow, then orange, and just the like. This is must have taken them three days to make this shit. And it tastes I bet they don't make that shit anymore. Awful. Because it was all the flavors and you're just like Oh, I tried to think about that. Oh god. Oh, it was uh, it's like, you know, when you're eleven years old and you think a suicide drink of you know, you just go to the soda yeah. fountain and you have a little bit of everything. But it's see, like, oh, this is good. That's fine until you put root beer in it. Then root beer just takes over all the flavors. So some no. sarsaparilla, 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 sarsaparilla. No. So it looks amazing. The amount of effort was fantastic. Was it really enjoyed? It was enjoyable to the eyes, but not so much to the, the tongue. I wish you'd say that to me, Maya. Well, I haven't seen you in a, in a while. I'm forgetting what what you look like. Well, because also like he and I are becoming sexy bitches. There's much less of me than there used to be. Actually, he is becoming quite the sexy. The two of you are becoming sexy bitches. Yeah, I know we're starting a sexy so, bitches club. For those who haven't been, been following along or are new to this, uh, so both Brian and I have been really working on our diets over the last little bit. And I mean, I've lost 140 pounds in the last year, Woo! and down 12 inches on my waist, down like two shirt sizes, and I know so I, you're up like seven inches on your cup. I know. I can <laughs> see it for the first time like in 20 years. Optical additions. Uh, yeah. Just shave the pubes down, and now it's even longer. And when you don't have any fat rolls over your dick, it makes it look bigger, too. That would help. <laughs> awesome. For those who want to know about the fat rolls over my dick, which aren't there anymore. Uh, and then, uh, and so, so and Brian, you, like, <laughs> I know you've been working your ass off. You've been doing a lot of uh, like UFC kind of training and stuff. So we, yeah. the two of us like text every single day. Everyone were like, like, oh, shit, I have to go buy new clothes because I don't mind fit anymore. <laughs> like, or like, yeah. I just found notches on my belt and to get a new one. So we've been like, like each other's cheerleaders for the last yeah, it's been fun. months. That's great. It's been really fun. Then every once in a while I'll be like, okay, so this sounds weird, but this totally has been working for me. I don't normally, I don't know about you, Adam, but I don't normally sit there and give people like ad- diet advice because that's like not really my bag. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, it's been fun. No, so I've been doing a, uh, a weight loss challenge, and I am a naturally competitive person, so that makes it even more fun at my gym. And so I actually had a training session with my trainer today, and he's like, I'm pretty certain you're going to win. He goes, I've seen all the other contestants. I know what's ended up happening. He's like, I'm pretty certain you're going to win, so I'm, I'm hoping that I win, because that means I get a free year at my gym, which I'm pretty excited yes! about. Yeah. So anyway, I'll let you know if I win. By the time this episode comes out, I will have already known, because I have to do my final weigh-in at the end of this week. But we're recording early, because I will be in Utah. And yeah. therefore, we'll, be free. we'll record some live episodes, but it will be very difficult for me to edit while I'm in Utah. So we're getting a lot of this done. Can we like record an episode on a roller coaster? I mean, I don't know if we can do a full episode because like they're not that long. But we could. No. We, we 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 I could take an audio recorder and we could do our thoughts as we drunkenly stumble around Lagoon. We need to include Cat again. Oh, for sure. I've already actually texted her about that. That'd be great. Uh, because so. actually, again, so last time was cool because it was the first time I got to go. Because I, I only lost like 60 pounds, I think, around then. Uh huh. But uh-huh. I actually could like 
get on a ride and it was actually not like where they squeezed me in so tight I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. But that was also 80 pounds ago, so that, I can't actually, I, I, I love the Samurai, it's my favorite ride there. Uh-huh. But I haven't been able to ride it since like, the first time I moved to Utah, so hopefully I can do it this time. Yay! Yay. And overall loss, though, Adam, you definitely kick my ass for sure. Well, I've been doing it longer than you have, too, so. That's true, but I, I should have been doing it as long as you've been doing it. That's okay. But I, I haven't seen you in forever, so I think it'll be fun when we hang out next month. And Oh, for sure. We'll, well, actually, well, this month as we record this and uh, yeah. be, and be sexy bitches together. Just go. We're going to have a sexy bitches party. I'll have to go to the gay bar and see if I get picked up. I'm going to say it's too bad you're not going to be here for Pride because we just walk around and be like, what is Pride? The first weekend of June. It's like June 2nd and 3rd, I want to say. Oh, so. And I'll, I'll be in uh, snow. June. 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 It's June. Yeah. So that's the weekend before I come out. Yeah. I come out the second. It's always yeah, it's always okay. the weekend of uh, when Eddie and I met because our the first day we met was the Saturday of Pride weekend. Mm. Um, and that's, that's the first time. That's the second time I actually missed Pride because we just hung out. And- talked and had way too much sex for a couple days so good for you too yeah Yeah, i'll be uh, i'll be in san diego doing a half marathon on that weekend so the question is you just brought this up though what is too much sex (laughs) i was gonna say that and then i decided not to say it too much actually that's that is the answer is 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 after a certain point chafing does get involved in you no matter how much you're just Sometimes if it just it's 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 just friction. I mean, no, okay. even with glue, you still get friction. So mm-hmm. you gotta sit back and you're like, yeah, like I really want to get you off right now, but my dick says no. <laughs> yeah, I've been my there. heart says yes. My, dick my says heart no. says yes. My dick says no. <laughs> I have a story. Oh my god, I have a story. Does it involve a book? No. Does it involve Rage Against the Machine? Not no. <laughs> Similar time frame, though, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I would tell you the story, but uh, I, I'm reserving the right to cut this out. So. Okay, by all means. I was going to say, let's, let's just let's do it in between shows. Do it in between. <laughs> let's wrap the show up, then we'll do the story. It's kind of appropriate for this all conversation right, right now. Come on. So if, if I don't feel too embarrassed by it, I won't cut it out. That's okay. what we're going to do. So... I was living in Utah at the time, and uh, I think I think I was in college, so it was a little after the Rage Against the Machine incidents. Um, I was dating this girl, and uh, because it was Utah, it is the dry hump capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And, also, the, uh, the marinating capital of the world. Yeah. Docking. So, anyway. Soaking, docking. My dick had sort of slipped out of my underwear, but was still underneath my jeans, and so it was rubbing up against uh. the zipper, <laughs> right? And she was, like, really going for it, right? And it's the only time I've ever faked an orgasm, because I just wanted her to get the fuck off of me, because it hurts so much. <laughs> Bad. That sounds really similar to slightly different, but uh, on the first an evening with Kevin Smith, he has a very similar story. Oh, I think I, I think I remember that. Yeah, and, and the Utah thing also reminds me of the Garfunkel and Oates song "Fuck Me in the Ass" because I love Jesus. Yes, the poop hole loophole. The poop hole loophole. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw a bumper stick the other day, and I texted a friend of mine. I said, if I was gay and I had a Latin boyfriend, I would totally get a bumper sticker that says "Real Men Love Jesus." <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I think it would be awesome. Actually, that's so. In a future life, when I come back as a gay man, I want a Latin lover named Jesus, and I'm going to get that bumper sticker. And it's going to be awesome. I also love uh, Margaret Cho, who's an Asian American stand-up, uh, stand-up comedian. Who's uh, I think she's bisexual, but she was talking about the fact that the Pope is gay. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you don't think he's gay? Uh, up over there in his dress with that gold hat, surrounded by men in the finest antiquities known to me in history, and like. <laughs> So yeah, the Pope's gay. Two very Californian things I saw yesterday, which made me laugh, is one, only in California would you see a, a priest in like full regalia have to go prepay for his gasoline because they don't trust him to pump his gas and then pay afterwards, which A, I thought was funny. <laughs> but two, and the far more Californian thing I ever saw is I was at a stoplight and there was a homeless guy begging for food, but very specifically, he only wanted vegan food. 
which I thought was the most California <laughs> thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Please, vegan food only. Yeah, like, you're homeless, you're begging for food, your opportunity to be picky has ended. Good for him for trying, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, well, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Todd wants to put a fork in this, so uh, let us go down to final grades. <laughs> Jamie, school is never a waste of time. Since we have 15 minutes until recess, please put down your pencils and stare at the front of the room. It's report card time. It's report card time. It's report card time. I'm so fucking done. God, please, no! 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 Uh, Mr. Todd, for our right tour, uh, Cena Grace is the last one. Cena huh? Grace? You know, I'll go ahead and give her Cena a B. Grace. Okay. Okay. So, him. Him? him. I'll give Ms. Mr. I will give them that. I will give them B. <laughs> okay. So, it, um, you know, it touched on a lot of things. It's, um, I don't want to say this book came out with an agenda, but it was definitely there addressing some issues. Uh, that's for sure. And but it was an enjoyable read at the same time, and there were uh, believable characters, and it, it wasn't very flat. So I rather enjoyed that aspect of it. So yeah, it's a solid B for the writing. Mr. Maya, uh, I'm gonna give it an A. I really liked this book. Yeah, just giving it an A. <laughs> I am going to. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm sort of splitting my grade. I'm gonna go with a B as well. But part, this is my rationale. I would give it an A for the dealing of. Uh, Bobby Drake and his homosexuality and trying to come out mm-hmm. and dealing with his parents. I thought all that stuff was great. Some of the interludes and action sequences were not personally my favorite, and that knocks it down a little bit for me. So I'm going to average out around at a B. Um, and Mr. Adam. I'm going to go with A as well. I mean, like you said, there were some areas, especially with like the action scenes and some of the things going on with like the little kid who uh, Dakin took away and all this stuff. That was, wasn't the most interesting part. The, the best part of this book was when... Yeah. He's dealing with his friends and family about what's going on mm-hmm. in his life. Yeah, yeah, and not just about yeah, the sure. gay thing, but about you know, being a mutant as well. Uh, and those interactions I, I've seen in my own life and with my friends' lives who've come out to their parents. So that was really, um, I really, I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It resonated with me. It was something I've seen before. So mm-hmm. that was just a, it was very true to life as far as even though this is a book about people with crazy cosmic powers, it still hit home in a lot of ways that were important. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Sure. Okay, so then for art, for Mr. Maya, uh, Alessandro Vitti, does that sound right? Uh, yeah. And Edgar Salazar did a few of the issues as well with uh, Ibram Robertson. Does, does those all names sound correct? I B R A I M. Ibram. 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 Yeah. Ibram. Uh, yeah. I give it a name. I really enjoyed the art. I thought it did a good job doing what the art is supposed to do, which is tell the story. Uh, there wasn't any, you know, sometimes in comics there's confusion of like, oh, what's happening in this panel? I, mm-hmm. That never hit me at all in this. I thought it was pretty straightforward and easy to, uh, it conveyed the story pretty well. I'm also going to go, I'm going to go with a B plus just because I feel like there's a slight difference between the art styles. It's not shockingly different, but it's enough different that's a little bit weird. But they do a really good job, I think, of getting the energy of the actions going on, which I actually really liked. The problem is, is that in some of the issues, I'm specifically thinking of issue three, who did that one. So it's uh, Alessandro Vitti, his art, 
he does the action lines really well, but sometimes like when you see the faces, the faces look a little bit sketchy and hard to read at that point in time, specifically like his parents and things like that. Like his dad looks like a super villain and some of the panels and things like that. So that, that's a little bit distracting, but some of the other stuff I really liked. So yeah, so that's where I'm at on that. Uh, Mr. Adam. I'm going to go with a B plus. I mean, the, as you mentioned before, the action scenes are really great. And again, this was also do, using new powers. I didn't know the Iceman had, and they did a really great job of bringing that across, making it pop off the page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also at the same time, when he's dealing with his parents or dealing with friends and the, the emotional issues that were coming out, uh, it really works just as well. So uh, just solid across the board. And then for overall grade, Mr. Todd. You know, with my art being a B plus as well, I'm going to give this uh, in total a B plus. It really worked well together. Um, well, it was interesting for me personally. I think the covers were the weakest part of the art. For everything. I wasn't a fan of the covers either. No, I didn't really care for the Some covers. Of the alternate colors in the background are really fun. Like the Scott Young one's pretty fun. Some of those are good, but the covers in general, are, uh, I was disappointed with. So the art and the interior I really enjoyed. But no, it's a B plus. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was engaging. It moved it through. Uh, something for everyone in there. And um, yeah, I'd recommend it, um, Mr. Adam. Uh, finally, I'm going to go with an A, uh, just because this was a, it was a fun book. It was an interesting book. It was well drawn. It was extremely well written. It allowed it to be a lot of fun and silly and have action scenes while at the same time being very poignant and pointing out real conversations and real stories that are happening across the country with people of all ages. And as much as the X-Men started out as an allegory for Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and the civil rights deba- uh, debate, which it's sad we even had to say it was a debate at one point in time. Uh, we're at the same place now with LGBT rights. And as I mentioned before, just because uh, marriage equality is hit the land doesn't mean that there are people who are treated like second-class citizens who, if some people had their druthers, would be rounded up, shipped off to an island and left to die of AIDS. I mean, I've actually heard someone tell me that online. So uh, there's a lot of hatred and bad things out there, but this shows that good things can still happen and that even people who are misunderstanding at first uh, can find a way to be accepting and be understanding and and be a parent or friend they should be. Mr. Maya. Uh, you know, I gave the art and st- and writing an A, so I'm going to stick with an A. Uh, I thought it's, it's a solid book. Uh, I think it hits the right emotional beats. Uh, and yeah, I, I want to continue on and, and go pick up the second volume. Uh, I also want to pick up the second volume, but I'm like, I'm not as terribly in love with it. Like if I had the second volume... It wouldn't be the first thing I picked up, although I am interested in continuing on. So I'm going to sit there right around a B plus. Uh, is about where I'm going to hit. So uh, that leads us to recommendations. Does anybody have something that they want to jump in on? I think mine and I might have the same recommendation. Yeah. Uh, I'll, let, I'll, 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 I'll let well, I'll let Adam do it, but uh, no, I'll let mine do it. I'll just say uh, if anyone wants to pick up the second trade. Uh, so this is the weird thing that Comicsology and Amazon do is that they're the same company, but if you go on Comicsology, the second trade's eleven bucks, but if you go on Amazon, it's five. So if you want to read the second trade digitally, it's only five dollars on Amazon. Or just if you're in the area, go to Dr. Volts. They got it up there. I saw it the other day, and they'll they'll take care of you. Yep, we we keep okay. in stock too. Uh, but the, but the other recommendation that Adam was alluded to, alluding to was uh, Solo, a Star Wars story oh, is so fucking good. I wish I could talk about it. There are things that I want to say that you you think there's you think you know Han Solo, and you don't. Don't know. Um, in fact. I, I can't, I yeah, can't no, don't no. say it. I know uh, exactly what you're yeah. going to say. <laughs> uh, so it's my, it, as we record this, uh, we went to the pre-screen. It doesn't come out for uh, almost two weeks. And, of course, by the time this comes out, it'll, it'll, it'll have been now. in theaters. So hopefully everyone went out and saw it. Um, the six words I thought I'd never say was, I want a Han Solo tr- sequel. Yeah. 
Like, it uh, leads to the point where I'm desperate to find out what happens next. And Ron Howard's never been one of my favorite directors. I mean, he's done some good stuff. He's done a lot of shitty stuff. So he was the one thing I was actually worried about mm-hmm. going into this. Uh, and then it was like, oh, they reshot 70% of the movie. Okay, first of all, fuck off. Reshoots are planned now. It's going to happen, especially in a multi-million dollar movie like this that they're going to hopefully make a billion dollars on. And I hope they do because this is it was so good. Yeah. Todd, do you have a recommendation? I do. It's um, not about a movie, though. So Uh-oh. here in Utah, though, there is the uh, VOA Center for Youth. It is um, stands for Volunteers of America. The VOA is a great organization. They kind of look in each city and area what needs help out, and that's what they do. So it's not just a one-size-fits-all for everybody. So, But there is a youth center um, run by the VOA that specializes in um, high school or minor kids. And um, it's a place for them to sleep, get some help. Um, They feed meals and the whole bit. So I go out there on occasion and volunteer, cook them dinner. But it's, uh, I think it's a great thing and stuff for them and whatnot. But yeah, you should look it up on VOA and just helping out with the LGBT youth and everything going on. Life's not fair. And for them, it's extra hard. So do what you can to help out. Okay, I'm not doing anything after that. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So uh, next week, uh, we are doing a book that I've been very excited to read ever since we kind of found out about this. Adam read it, said that it was going to be good. I was very excited Mm -hmm. to read it myself. Uh, It's a book called Fogtown, which is about a uh, closeted uh, detective in 1953. Uh, Hard-boiled detective novel. It comes from the Vertigo Crime imprint. Um, and uh, that's what we're going to end up doing next week. It's from uh, Anderson Gabrich, who I believe did some of uh, board games. War Games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did some stuff for War Games as well, so we read some of his work. And uh, Br- uh, Brad Reeder is the artist on it. Um, he did some stuff for HBO Spawn, and he's done some stuff for Dark Horse. Yeah, he, and he, he went Emmy for that, too, actually, for his work on Spawn. Yeah, so uh, anyway, so that's the book we're doing next week. Uh, until then, if anybody else has anything else. No, I think we're good. That's it. Okay, cool. Well, uh, happy Pride to all those of you who are in Utah, because this, when this episode comes out, it'll probably be right after Pride weekend. So, so you'll, you'll, all be, Pride. you'll all be hungover and having to go get tested. So Yeah, that's probably and, true, and, too. And, but, uh, you know. raw. And raw. Raw. And raw. Rawr. Remember, kids, use a condom or be on prep. Just be safe out there. That's right. So I'll do it for this week. Um, and, uh, yep, yeah, we'll see you next week with uh, Fogtown. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information. As well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop. Tip your bartender well. And stay hydrated.